Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Insider. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by Lawrence Bargery. Hello, Lawrence. Hey, Ben. How are we doing today? Yeah, very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you very much for coming on. I know you're a busy guy. Um, Lawrence is the founder and CTO of a really cool company called Accurate, but I think it's best that I pass over to you, Lawrence, to um, do a bit of an intro, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure, that's fine. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm Lawrence. I uh, I'm one of the co-founders of Acurex. Um, my background, I mean, originally I I studied sort of physics at university, and then I was lucky enough that a software company in Cambridge gave me a bit of chance to be a sort of software developer there. Um, and I did that for sort of two and a half years um, or so. But but during that time, started to do quite a few side projects with a friend. And um, you know, we built some software and sold it back to our uni and did a bit of like app development. Nice. Um, and we started getting you know a bit itchy um, in terms of like what we wanted to do next. And we both actually um, applied to a program called Entrepreneur First, which is a sort of talent incubator in London. So you go on as an individual rather than a sort of team. So a little bit different to you know like a white combinator. And mm. um, I really went on just with those sort of two and a half year software skills and looking to do something with a social impact. I wanted to do something, um, you know, more meaningful um, and was lucky enough to meet my, my co-founder Jacob on there. And we actually started our journey looking at antimicrobial resistance. So it's a huge problem. You know, lots of people have heard about it. Big externality like climate change where drugs are becoming less effective. Um, and we, we actually spent about a sort of year and a half uh, trying to tackle that. And um, we built a sort of small but really great team of like seven or eight people out over that journey and ultimately just hit a bit of a brick wall where we weren't getting the usage we wanted. And we we ended up then pivoting and spending sort of five months almost like living in a GP surgery. Um, and that's where really like um, we had this learning that started the company that is today that everything we believe in sort of like healthcare is really communication based now we think it's a communication industry mm. um, and that's where we have that sort of like realization and it's been um i guess about sort of two and a half years since this point continuing to like build the company and you know that's our vision now that everyone involved in a in a patient's health can communicate with with each other fantastic yeah so in in terms of um i love that story it's you know kind of like I have to say that whenever I'm recruiting for um, clients, any business that's making a bit of an impact and has a bit of meaning is uh, it's it's so desirable for for um, for engineers, especially I'd say kind of graduates and they're coming into the market now. So yeah, it's, it, it sounds really exciting. Um, yeah, can you, I guess could, could we go into a bit more depth maybe about about careers in terms of the, what you guys are doing and the kind of products that you have. Absolutely. So I guess if we if we go back to that sort of beginning of uh, 2018 point, we basically had this realization, right, we spent a couple of months sort of getting under the skin of GP practices and it starts, it's okay, communication is actually what starts spending most of their time during doing during the day. Um, and so back then what we wanted to do was try and build some sort of growth product. We're like, what's something simple we can get into the hands of everyone? And so right there, back then we sort of tried to make it two clicks anyone in general practice to send a text message to a patient so incredibly simple like most embarrassingly so mm. but quite hard to do and make it really simple going from like the moment they hit our website to install to like sending their first you know text message and testing it out <clears throat> and that year for us 2018 was just all about that growth story really we continued as much as possible to try and make it really really simple and we grew from sort of about you know 10 practices that were originally using us up to about 12 percent of the market at the wow. end of the year 
mainly through sort of word of mouth, like um, an organic sort of referrals. Um, and we were lucky enough off the back of that to raise a Series A, um, so about £9 million at the beginning of 2019. And we then spent most of 2019 learning how to build a company because we were yeah. eight people at the time. Um, so, there. you know, so we've got to start to put all these like processes in place, hire a bunch of people. Um, we, you know, did lots of like really important integration work as well. And we actually um, then the sort of next big phase of growth for us was was really when like coronavirus hit. So sort of, I guess, March last year and um, we you know, obviously had started to see the news. We chatted to our investor about it. We were thinking like, is there something we can do to help the healthcare system? Um, and we ended up to the AppDirect platform over a weekend and also adding in like a COVID triaging survey. So this was a way, you know, if you had an appointment at a GP for them to quickly send you a survey and say, hey, Ben, can you fill this in? It's just to check, you know, have you been to Italy at the time recently? It was one of the questions, for example, do you have these symptoms? Mm. Um, and that really, really accelerated our growth. And then from sort of March to May, we spent a lot of that time onboarding more GP practices um, and quickly got sort of 98% coverage in the country. Wow. Um, and trying to add as many features as possible to help people as they transitioned from, you know, previously a mix of probably telephone consultations and face-to-face, now very few face-to-face appointments um, and lots of digitally enabled services like video consultations and, and sort of sending photos and things. Um, and then really a lot of the rest of 2020 was catching up, to be honest, because all of a sudden we were supporting like almost 98% of GPs and we were still a team of about 30 people. Um, that, that was so, my next question. How how big were you in March last year compared to obviously how the years progressed? So so you you at thirty people before um, COVID hit. Something about yeah. I know we started twenty twenty at twenty five. We sort of hired a few people, but yeah, we we were definitely a, a small team for like the size of product and sort of like you know how many people were starting to use us at that time. But you were still on an upward curve. You were still growing, and you know to stick, you know to, to grow by by even kind of five five people over a quarter within technology and in, within a startup environment is still pretty good. You know if you if that's every quarter, obviously you're growing at quite a rate for an you know specifically within engineering. So you, before COVID hit, you'd you'd obviously had a, a kind of good hold in the market, and you're on that upward trajectory anyway. But I'm going to guess it obviously accelerated it exponentially then. Yeah, exactly. So we've continued to sort of grow, I guess, as I said, the end of 2018, we're at about 12%. Just before sort of COVID, I remember celebrating actually in the office, we just hit 50% of GP practices. Like uh, we were in the office, um, had like, you know, some cake and celebration together. (laughs) This is incredible. Like where we've got to now, one and two practices are using us. And then from that sort of weekend where we added video consultations, I think it was three to four weeks that almost the remaining 50% of people and up to use the accurate platform and was this uh, after kind of consultation with the gps is like what what else do you need what can we do or was this you developing products and taking it to them saying right now we're going to add some video video consultation in was it was it yourselves or was it in partnership or there's probably a little bit of both so i think with um the video consult that was a bit of a bit of a punt i mean we all we built it in and like like always we put it out to our user facebook group said does anyone want to test this tried to get feedback sort of immediately on it i think some of the other uh, features so for example we built a way to sort of digitally send documents to a patient so you know you don't have to come into practice and pick them up 
Um, we added a way for patients to reply that heard really quickly, hey, like attaching photos would be great here. So mm. I think it was a little bit of both. There are a couple of things we we thought that this could be really helpful, but most of it for us is always like user-driven and user-led. And we've, we've always been very lucky. We've had lots of active links of practices, both in person, but also via things like this Facebook group where we can really quickly hear yeah, what yeah. useful and what do they need. And during that time, obviously try and build it in a couple of days, ship it and see how, if people like it. Well, that's, that's incredibly um, reactive, isn't it? Reactive and proactive to, to kind of like, you know, because I remember back then everything was changing daily. We thought that we might have been, I remember the first time I actually did a podcast. I, this, this My whole podcast started through through lockdown. I mean, just having a bit of yeah. time and wanting to try and help everyone else out. But I had actually been on a recruitment podcast beforehand and it was on a couple of days before um, the lockdown, actually. And at the time, I remember on this podcast, you can listen to it back and I'm saying, you know, we, we, we thought we might have been just locked down for two weeks and, and then all of a sudden it's just changed rapidly. So within technology to kind of realise and to be so kind of reactive and proactive to the changing circumstances is, is pretty phenomenal. And I guess that's what's kind of set you guys up really, really well for this year. So I guess, so talking, I'm interested in talking through the year because well, first of all, where, where are you at in terms of numbers now in the business? Now, we're still sort of active in around that 98% of sort of GP um, GP practices. We have some users in like in hospital trust, trusts as well. Um, I mean, over the last few months, I'm sure we'll sort of get onto this, but for us, the, the big ones and building on top of that platform and then trying to sort of help out with the um, the vaccination program. Yeah, absolutely. So it wouldn't be wasn't clear then in terms of like the the growth of the business so you're a circa 30 people in march where where are ah, you today in terms of yeah headcount within the business yeah so headcount today we're at about 100 um and then we're maybe around sort of like 150 by the end of the year or so so you know phenomenal growth you know congratulations first of all for you know a great product and and, and helping the nation out but secondly on on you know really kind of scaling the business which is the biggest challenge and you know you are a health tech business and it seems so simple the space that you're in communication but i think everyone can relate to you know just the health sector and and being that you know lack of communication in certain areas and you know you hear about it all the time so so congratulations on the growth i'm really interested in the um and i guess you're scaling challenges over the year and, and growing at pace because you know you know how obviously remote but then the collaboration and then looking after the team how have uh, phenomenal growth to grow by 60 people how have you how have you found that and what challenges have you faced yeah i think um so I think there's been yeah a couple. I think the the first challenge we we really faced was um, but obviously ones around sort of like workload, especially with responding as she said so quickly to uh, to changing the product and you know even just things like people. Um, when we added that many practices in a couple of weeks, like our, our support team just getting flooded with people asking questions about the product they weren't most of them tickets around bugs they were just people being like can I do this how does the product work you know it's just an influx of like people and so trying to you know keep the team motivated and help them see the impact they're really having as people were generally speaking going remote was like tremendously hard mm. something we did very early on during covid was um we started doing a sort of um daily user call which we eventually went sort of weekly but we tried to get someone from the system in to chat to the team and as you relate back to them hey what you're doing is helping here and mm. i find it too, too useful and maybe here's some feedback as well about how to make it better and that that was that was a big area that was you know very tricky and it's it, it's also tough because a lot of the things you might normally do to help motivate a team and celebrate often maybe in person and you know 
you can send chocolates to people or houseplants, but eventually it's not <laughs> the same, same as getting everyone together, right? And and really t- together coming together and celebrating what you sort of done. So I think that was one very tricky bit. And then as you as you mentioned, the other one was this sort of playing catch up and trying to hire lots of people. As again, we've we've shifted remote and having to change all of our interview processes to be you know over Zoom or. Um, completely virtual whether that's things like trying to work behind you virtual whiteboarding and also you know a really important part to us of the interview process is our values interview and you know we we feel we have a very strong team culture and so we you know obviously trying to make sure we we still kept high stand there and that people when they came into the business for their sake as well felt like this is the right business for me without the ability to actually walk in see the office meet people face to face i think that that was always that was always tricky as well. Um, I think we've done an okay job of it. You know, things have things have gone well with the sixty people we've hired, but that was definitely tricky whilst juggling all of the actual product work that we were trying to do as well. Yeah. So when you said the sixty people, have, have we is this broken down with support and engineering, or is it mainly within one area or another? Or yeah, real real mix across the business. So um, yeah, lots of people like in product areas. So product managers, designers, user researchers, obviously like engineers, DevOps are like big big areas for us. But then also all of the sort of supporting business functions. So our, yeah, customer success, partnerships, just business operations. Mm. Re- it really sort of expanded out all those sort of areas of the business and needed to have lots and lots of support. And um, as we like grew a little bit bigger than we were ready for. See, so, so absolutely. And I think that it, the, the challenges within that I always find in larger engineering teams, so we're talking, I guess, just my knowledge specific within engineering and DevOps and obviously do a fair amount of products as well, is is uh, is maintaining the culture when you're hiring people, especially when it's remote. And sometimes within larger teams, you have cultures within cultures, right? Some people are better suited for different teams for different reasons. How how have you how did you I guess you I guess you've got different squads. How would you identify someone's kind of um values and personal traits and skill sets for particular squads or would it or have you changed this as you've gone? How have you managed to kind of maintain the the culture which and the values which sound really important? Yeah so we we don't sort of um I don't think yeah anyway have too much of that sort of like subcult within like like squads of things. I think a large part of that comes from us having a very strong values interview. It's something we've had since basically back in Series A days. You know, we've obviously like evolved it, but we now have, you know, our question set there. We have a really strong rubric and we've got people who regularly conduct like values interview training in the business. And the other thing we do is not only just, you know, everyone go through a values interview, but when you enter the business, we trust everyone to be able to conduct a values interview as well. So we try and get nice. everyone also involved in that. And I think, conducting it makes you understand a lot more the purpose of it and like why we're doing it and then we also try and feed those values into our like progression frameworks and performance reviews so you know we don't want them to just be like those words on the wall and Mm -hmm. we want to make sure that if people are um living those behaviors out that we we feed them into like people's progressions alongside like their role specific sort of like traits as well so we've generally found that we've not had too much of that team culture yet i think that you know being honest that may change as the business grows we now have sort of above just the team level we have a concept of a clan which is a sort of like bigger business unit which may have three or four product teams and there you are getting to the size now where they're sort of like you know could be 35 40 maybe even 50 people at some point and that is almost like a startup within a startup and i think there our job is actually to try and 
yeah, healthy balance between the clan being able to have some of their own culture, but them still feeling part of like a you know larger organization, then they still feel part of Accurex as well. I, I think that's fantastic. You know, every, I think there's I always get really solid nuggets out of every single pod I do, but you know, I think the fact I I, I can't tell you, and I've been doing this for a long time now, 15 and a half years. Me, if any client have would have you know people who will get involved in the values in part of the interview who aren't necessarily being part of a process in general i think and it's absolutely right you'll be living and breathing those values because you've gone through that process in the first instance and then you're in the company you understand them and then you're translating that into interview so i think you know the kind of buying in the and the kind of almost family feel culture it's that's fantastic i i think that's something that a lot of other companies should, should be looking at to be honest with you so yeah good good stuff um in terms of where we are right now then so i'm actually interested to talk a little bit more about your product because i'm going to guess that you know 98 percent of my listeners should have like received i guess a text from your business is is, is that right I think we've messaged about sort of 38 million people mm. um, or so now. So, um, yeah, large sort of chunk of the population could come in for our different forms. It may be like a one-off text message just saying, hey, Ben, your, your results look normal that, you know, you got last week. Um, it could be a sort of like a two-way form of communication. You know, if, if you need to do your annual asthma review, you may now do it electronically. If you, say, had like a rash on your arm, your GP can now use Accurex to say, can you send me some photos of that before we get you into surgery, especially with COVID. Could be a video consultation. And then one, which, you know, a lot of people have used is there is a national booking service for vaccinations. And that, you know, directs you to a massive vac site. And um, we've been supporting a lot of the GP sort of efforts. So you may have also booked you know, one or both doses of your COVID vaccinations through Accurex. So it's fantastic. I love stuff like this. Again, when you you almost don't take it for granted, but you don't know the story behind this. And and I think that it's it's the, the government have been um, praised so highly for the vaccine rollout, but it's the you know the people and the companies behind that that have made such a massive impact into it, who maybe haven't had as much press. So yeah, again, well done. I love these kind of stories. There's other kind of health tech businesses that I work with who do stuff in different areas within the kind of data flow and everyone plays their part. So it's, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, in terms of, uh, again, moving forward, so so everything sounds fantastic. It's, it's great. You know, you've had a, a, a big year, massive upward curve. Um, I, I, I'm looking at you and I believe you're, you're coming back to the office at the moment. The next big thing for a lot of technical companies now after this, how we've all shown that we can work remote is this kind of flexible working. A lot of companies are doing quite a hybrid model. Have you got a, a back to work office? Well, back to work, obviously working incredibly hard, but back to office strategy at the moment for the business or, cause I guess you, you may have had to move an office in the last year. You probably outgrown it, haven't you, from where you were last March? We're, we're pretty close now. We were lucky enough we could take some additional space in the same building. Um, but yeah, we, we do. So um, very, I think very similar to a lot of companies, we're adopting a sort of like hybrid model. People, we're from, you know, someday in the future after sort of um, restrictions um, finally go, hopefully 19th of July, but we'll see. Um, we would like people, I mean, we'd love people to come in as many days of the week as they want, but we're saying to people, they generally come in three and then they can have up to two from home. I mean, you know, we're all, always flexible as a company in terms of like if your dishwasher's arriving, you can take another, but that's generally a sort of three-two split we're doing and then trying to get teams to try and do some coordination there. So if your team is doing some of those days from home, it's good if you can align them. So then you can do your maybe deep work in your study at home when you come together and do a retro or some product brainstorming. You know, you can come into the office, use a whiteboard and some post-it notes. 
Yeah, I think that like, I think um, I think that level of flexibility is important. But you're absolutely right. I think when you I, when I was speaking to to Anna last week, um, obviously for things like retros, but then in terms of you know any type of collaboration, I think it's you you can't beat being in front of a whiteboard and, and having post-it notes. I've joked in previous podcasts that, you know, the sales of post-it notes over the last year must have drastically gone down. So we need to support our post-it notes and get back in the office and do some collaboration. Um, listen, I won't take up any more of your time. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. Like you guys have done a fantastic jobs um, job this year and uh, it sounds like a really exciting business to watch in the future. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm going to guess you're incredibly busy, but people listen to this who may want to kind of connect or reach out on LinkedIn and, and maybe kind of ask questions to you about a technology growth company um, such as yourselves and the challenges and maybe ping a question or two. Are you, are you open to hearing from people? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. People, yeah, feel free to to ping me on LinkedIn. And obviously, if people are more more interested um, in where our openings are, they're all on our you know careers page on our website as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think what would be good, I think moving forward, um, when we when we actually do, if we do go back to, to normal on the 19th, we can start doing some planning. We'll, you know, a lot of the people that I've had on the podcast, I'm going to try and get to, you know, into a proper kind of meetup and get some engineers involved as well. Because I think there's a lot of people, everyone's got a really different story over the last um, 12 months. And um, and like I said, there's, there's few with a with a with as good a growth story so um yeah i'll definitely be inviting you on to that thank you very much for your time keep up the good work and uh yeah look forward to speaking to you soon thanks ben it's been a pleasure